Hi everyone, Ted here. I'm back with another podcast, and today I want to talk about the projected fastest growing economy in the world next year with an 86% expected economic growth rate. And that country is Guyana, a small country in South America with a population of about 800,000 people. Now, this boom in growth rate is not because of sound economic policies or political decisions, but due to a recent boom in production of oil. Excuse me. Starting in 2020, ExxonMobil will begin pumping oil in one of the largest oil fines in recent history with some $5 billion of crude oil. That will net about $631 million by 2024 for the Guyanan economy. However, as we know, Resource dependence and rapid exploitation of natural resources does not always correlate to a rise in the economy for everyone and general improvements in well-being for the society as a whole. One only needs to look towards Venezuela, its literal neighbor, to see how mismanagement of the oil industry can cause severe economic issues. And in a more academic sense, The issue of resource extraction is known as a resource curse, or Dutch disease. Let me break that down quickly for you, and then we'll dive into some of the geopolitics of this situation. Okay, so essentially what Dutch disease, or the resource curse is, is that even though a country has a lot of wealth in terms of its natural resources, the sales of those resources do not necessarily improve the country's economy as a whole, and the country itself may stagnate, and only a few of the political elite will benefit from these resources. And let's talk about how this may indeed negatively affect the everyday citizen of Guyana. So what we first see is that as the oil industry will begin to grow in Guyana, there will be a huge demand for labor. Okay, The labor, in turn, will basically be pushing towards going into the oil industry. And in this case, that means that other industries will struggle to find competent workers as they can simply not pay as much. So I don't expect to see textiles in Guyana taking off or other agricultural sectors beginning to boom as most of the investment and employment opportunities are going to be focused on the oil economy. Next, what happens is that as Guyana will begin to sell their oil on the international market, they will be getting paid in most likely U.S. dollars. And in that case, what happens is you have a huge increase in the foreign currency reserves of this country, which causes prices to rise. And it also causes issues for anyone importing and exporting products. So here's essentially what happens. As Guyana's currency increases in value, as more people need it to trade for their oil, this will cause imports to become cheaper. So the average everyday Guyanan will see that maybe they can import a bit more product from either the rest of South America, the United States, or the European Union, as their currency can now buy more imports. But it also makes their exports less competitive. And that is because now their exports are slightly more expensive compared to those other countries. So now Brazilians that may be buying products from Guyana will see that the products they're buying are more expensive and this further pushes down the other industries across a country 
right? So this is a big problem and one that not many other countries have been able to solve, and it's a um, serious issue that Guyana needs to consider. So where do we go from here? Well, it can be seen already that in Guyana, the domestic politics is already beginning to take over. There's a lot of political parties vying for power, and of course, all of them are promising to distribute the oil wealth into different facets of the economy. And as I mentioned earlier, we can look at Venezuela to see how that can go very poorly and really cause an economic decline in a country. Okay, so domestic politics is something that Guyana needs to be considering. One of the benefits, however, of Guyana is that a lot of the oil and gas being extracted is offshore. Now that has benefits in that if we were to look to a similar region such as Colombia, where most of the oil and gas is on land or Nigeria in the past, you can easily have rebel movements that are going to disrupt oil and gas supplies by tapping the lines, sabotaging <clears throat> production facilities. Having it offshore makes it a little bit harder for any rebel movements or indigenous people who feel slighted that they're not getting a fair share of the product um, to make it harder for them to attempt these things. And also you're not going to have the issue of some people's land being, having, being compensated and taken over by the government to pump natural gas for a private company. Okay, so what else does Guyana have to realize getting into this situation? Okay, well, the other issue is that as Guyana becomes richer, this region of South America, Guyana's neighbors, is relatively poor. And I think that Guyana has to be careful in that its neighbor, Venezuela, is ongoing a severe economic and refugee crisis. However, <clears throat> if we were to look at a map, we see that most of Venezuela's population is in the west, while Guyana is in the east, and the road and connections along the border with Guyana and Venezuela are not very well connected. So, could Venezuelans possibly seek refuge in Guyana illegally, knowing that they can maybe earn a better living in a country that's rich with money? That's certainly possible. And again, as we look at the rest of South America in the last few months, we do see that countries like Bolivia and Chile are also having political crises, and we can also see how the oil industry had a severe issue with corruption in Brazil. So I think that Guyana needs to be very careful in how it aligns itself diplomatically with the rest of South America. Certainly there will be countries looking for handouts and assistance with their own domestic political crises if a country has money. All right. Thirdly, I think or, sorry, Guyana needs to be concerned about its relationship with the United States. All right. I'm not a <clears throat> expert in the chemistry of oil, but it's likely to assume that the oil from Guyana is similar to that in Venezuela, meaning it's going to be very high in sulfur content. And due to that high sulfur content, there's very few places in the world that can refine this oil economically. And given that it's ExxonMobil who is doing most of the extraction and processing, we can assume that the oil will be transiting to the southeastern United States to be refined. So that means that Guyana <coughs> would probably be interested in improving and maintaining positive diplomatic relationships with the United States as 
Guiana does not really have many other options in terms of where to sell their oil to be refined. So, I wish the best for the country of Guiana, and it will be interesting to follow over the coming years if this country can indeed double its GDP per capita and what its plans are to improve the well-being of its citizens. I hope that they could implement a policy similar to what has been done in Norway with their sovereign wealth fund, or especially in Alberta, Canada, where they have been managing the oil revenues. Um, thank you everyone again for listening, and I hope you found this informative.